Welcome back to Coast Coast Dynasty, episode number 26. I am Ruben Almada at Superflex DGen. And I am Justin Mercer at C2C Dynasty Merce. And we are back again, Justin. Uh, I think it's less than two weeks, but I don't know. I don't really care. It's It's, it's been sure. eight days. That's how. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. <laughs> On top of it. But um, yeah, we got some time today I, with the Easter holiday coming up next week. We'll probably skip out on that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'll be in Pittsburgh that weekend. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, we'll be I'll busy, be. and then we're going we're going camping for a week. So, um, try to squeeze this in. Um, pr- try to be as efficient and we efficient as we can. Both of us today, we both have busy things on a Sunday Sunday afternoon. So, uh, let's get to it. So, since the last time we potted again, which was eight days, we had some. Uh, um, some NFL things that happened. You know, we had uh, some pro days. We had the pro day for Anthony Richardson, who apparently he ran as fast as we thought he was going to run, right? Yeah, and he threw the ball Bullet. up up to the roof, and people were, like, going crazy. And I'm like, I don't know that that's a good thing. Like, yeah. yeah. But, but, you yeah. know, I've been listening to the athletic, pod, athletic football podcast now for about a couple months now. Just started that one a couple months ago. And the, Nate – Tice and Robert Mays are the ones, and Nate was a former scout. I guess Mike Tice is the actual son. So I, I don't, whatever you guys go listen yeah. to it if you're interested. It's pretty good. It's really good. They have like three different pods on that pod feed, and they're all really good. Um, but he doesn't seem to think that Richardson has that much of an accuracy issue as people think he does. If you kind of sit there and watch the film and what he does, so that's kind of cool. I'm, ex- I mean, and the biggest thing that they both talked about was he is one of one of athletic humans and they're they don't make those yeah there's not that many around so go for that kind of like the you know for the high floor that cj stroud has the the ceiling that anthony richards has is twice as too yeah so much higher so I don't know. I'm I mean, I'm I'm rooting for the guy. Like, oh like my, said, I don't want anybody to fail, right? Like, yeah. I don't want to see anybody to fail or anything. So hopefully he does well. Um, and then our friend uh Israel Obandakanda had a uh ran a fast 40, right? Yep, yep. So that's and, cool. Yeah, and he's an athletic freak, as we all knew. And uh and then Quentin Johnson ran a four four six at his pro day, but uh nice. you know, essentially you know, now we're into the double counting season, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> no, it's like, now is like, are they doing what it, it, now? It, people are double counting instead of being like, are they doing what we expected them to do? Yep. Like, like that. The, those those forties by, by by those guys. That's what we expected. If it was something outside of that, then that's when we need to be like, oh, hey, what what's kind of going on there? But. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that changes too much for me on any aspect for those guys. Now it's now going to be draft capital and see um, what what they do. Um, I see you also put to here uh, the idea of the Thursday night flex. Yeah, a a real idea, uh, idea. A real NFL uh, thing that's gone on since uh, you know our last pod. And I mean, I know that there's been some. Uh, NFL reactions to it, like uh, Patrick Mahomes just, you know, reacted thumbs down to it. And like, I, I just, I think I understand they're wanting Amazon to have good games because we had a lot of poor games last year on Thursday night. Right. I mean, that's, that's what this is all about, but it's like, 
you're changing the fans who have tickets to like a Sunday game, which is the weekend who may work during the week, you know, like there's a lot of other implications, let alone player safety, which is because the other, the other flexing is from like Sunday at Sunday to Sunday night. So that's not, I mean, yeah, there's still a little bit of it because you're going to get home later and that kind of stuff. But overall it's not that big of a deal versus, you know, from a Sunday to a Thursday or whatever it is. Uh, and all the um, uh, logistics of switching for hotels, flights, all that kind of stuff for all for fans and 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 stuff. I think it, I think it's a bad idea. Just put better matchups on Thursday nights, I guess. Um, but it's Thursday night. Maybe maybe abandon the Thursday night thing altogether and just go a double header on Monday or something with Amazon or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't really like the idea. Um, just, I think, I don't think it'll pass. There's too many, I think there's too many old school owners that'll pass. that won't pass it. I agree. And I just, I just wanted to put it on there. Cause yeah, no, it's this a, is, interesting topic. I, I mean, yeah, we all, we all agreed that some of these Thursday night games were, you know, pitiful and we didn't even watch and that's not what they want. But on the other hand, you got to well, we watch because like there yeah. was, no, there was millions of people watching because I mean, like the N- NBA and MLB would die for the for the ratings, the ratings. that yep. the NFL gets on Thursday night on a th- the NFL would, and and I keep saying this in the chats that we're in people don't agree with me that the MB- NBA and the MLB are dead compared to the NFL. I mean the number one sport is NFL, the number two sport is college football. It's there's no questions about it. I mean you can just look at the ratings, they look at people watches. The NBA's lost half of its viewership over the years that Adam Silver's been the commissioner. Um and people say things, the fans pay for everything. The fans yeah. literally, like Kyrie's Irving's deal the other day when he was getting mad about fans booing him. I'm sorry, Kyrie. The fans literally pay your salary because yeah. if there's no fans, there's no league, there's no fan. I mean, I'm not a, fa- a fair like saying certain things, but they have the right to boo you because they're literally paying to come and watch you. And if you're going to be a jerk face and say things, they're gonna they're gonna boo you because they pay for they pay for everything. Um, I, I do think we can do uh, the the those leagues would die for the ratings that the NFL gets in preseason games. In preseason games, they would I mean, die. Like if you look at the NBA's like uh, NBA Finals, if it is not like the Warriors or LeBron or like two main teams like that, they have nobody watching. Literally nobody. So I, I mean, just from personal experience, like. I used to follow the NBA and MLB religiously growing up. And now I, I like have to look up record. Like I have no idea what's going on in either sport. Um, and it's mostly because I just, I've, I have no interest in it. I think it's gotten watered down. I don't think there is much of a draw um, from talent and uh, you know, it's, I mean, MLB is broken with the no salary uh, floor, salary cap. You know, that's just crazy with my team being the Pirates. I mean, I don't know if you're an A's fan. I was until about two years ago I denounced them. Right. I mean, but I mean, the A's and the Pirates are are significantly, you know, small market. But the the thing is the owners have money coming out their ears. They just won't spend it. And I, I can't blame them. They're making a business decision. Yes, that is their business. I'm pro business. I'm a pro business person. And so if they as a business, they decide that but I'm just not going to pay money towards that business. I'm not going to watch their games. I don't follow their games anymore. I don't do anything with the A's anymore. I, I, and I watched I was really like a huge A's fan. 
now I'll watch them. I might watch some Giants and I'll watch the Braves. I, I'm a bit I've been a Braves fan growing up too. But anyway, let's get back to some football stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know that was a whole tangent. You guys can skip that few minutes there if you want to, or if not, or tell us how dumb we are for that. Uh so Thursday night football flex, I think is a bad idea. Me too. I'm in full okay. agreement. That's why I put awful idea in caps. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, the next thing that is a great idea is the draft is coming up. Yes. It is four weeks away. Basically, I think about four weeks from this past Thursday. It's, yep. And so um, I'm excited. I, I, I am super like... excited. I don't know what I'm doing for that first round. Um, everybody's going to be home that day. So I'm probably going to try to watch it. I mean, yeah. try to be respectful. It's early. It's early for you, right? Yeah, it's, it's easier like for me. That's, yeah. It's yeah. So we'll see. I'll be watching kind of deal um, and such. Um, so, you know, I probably won't be jumping on any calls or anything like that. But Friday night and Saturday morning, I might. I think I think yeah. my family, my wife and daughter are going out for a dance competition. So they'll be gone for the weekend. I might go. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but we'll see. I'm excited just for the first round. See what happens. I have a draft that starts that morning. I don't think I have any picks, but which is good because I screwed that up last year. But yeah. <laughs> No, so. it's it's definitely uh, exciting. I am uh, anxiously awaiting that, and then obviously uh, starting Monday, I get a you know a few of my rookie drafts will start up, and then basically between then and June is you know basically those two months are all I'll probably be in a rookie draft for this, for two straight months. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I went through the other day. I know you're in a bunch of my leagues. I went through the other day and assigned all the rookie draft dates to all my leagues. Um, and I put in the group me's, I put the date it was going to happen. And I basically have one dra- as a commissioner, like all the leagues I commission, I have a draft starting every Monday and every Friday through June. So yeah, I'll be, well, I that's a good way to do it. Out. And I appreciate you doing it that way too. I just kind of, I think, I, I think I'm in seven of your leagues. Yeah. Well, I'm in 50, I'm in all of those. So, right. right. <laughs> so I've got to space them out for myself and kind of, you know, put the ones that are likewise together a little bit so it can be easier to kind of manage for myself. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm not excited about the work it takes from a commission standpoint. Um, that's that's always a uh, can be a, a hassle. But luckily for technology, things can move pretty quickly, and uh, you know should be should be good to go once people kind of get going. And I think uh, I think my clocks are like six or eight hours or something like that. That's what they'll stay kind of be that way but yeah so super excited do you have any plans as of yet for the first night no i think uh with i might do since i host uh or commission two sds leagues i might open it up to all the members of both those leagues to do like a zoom or something on that'd be cool just so that we can kind of all get together and just catch up because we're not doing like this is the first year i won't be doing a live rookie draft in my or OG league. So oh, we've really? done in yeah, we've done in-person rookie drafts for five years. Well, outside of the one pandemic year. We and yeah. we did it live on Zoom that year. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I we're doing a slow draft and uh it's part partly mostly because of schedules and like everybody now has young kids and yep. activities and yep. travel and vacations. And I'm like, all right, I, last year was a nightmare scheduling the in-person oh, it's one. So scheduling. So like, I mean I- yeah. yeah, I look at our, our our family as a whole. Just like somebody says, "Oh, I, we 
like a couple months ago, we got invited to a birthday party that was in three was three weeks from the day we got invited. And they're like, I hope you can make it. I go, oh, I'm sorry, we can't make it. I go, I, I, I looked at the date. I don't even need to look at the calendar. I know we can't make it. It's like, oh, I thought we'd get it. I go, if you don't book our family out six months in advance, the chances <laughs> are slim, slim to none. She's like, really? I go, yeah, both my kids are super busy. Both my wife and I have super busy jobs. So yeah, it's it's any free moment we have, we try to not do anything because when we're doing stuff, like yesterday we didn't have anything and we just chilled around the house kind of deal. So it was really Those nice. Those are nice. Yeah. yeah so, um, and I'm going to get off here and I got to go. They went to the snow. As they went to the snow, two, an hour and a half drive with all, all a bunch of our friends. And I said, I can't go. I have to go work at the orchard. Yeah. I, I just I can't. So. Anyways, hopefully Thursday I can can maybe jump on. I know last year I jumped on with Larry and the guys um, for for a couple of nights. That was fun, um, and maybe you know that we'll see what happens there. But um, so have you dug further into rookie tiers? Yes, I, I actually have because I asked the question um, in the DNC chat that uh, Scott was gracious enough to put out a, a bonus pod. Um, about uh, the wide receivers oh, yes, receiving yes. first round draft capital or high high second round draft capital extending the tiers. So yep. I kind of did a an exercise of my own and I kind of tiered it out. Um, if you want me to run through them, I can. Yeah, that'd be um, great because I I haven't done anything. I need to start doing different tiers for the different like league settings. I don't yep. know if I'll do it for um, from a standpoint of the size of the league, more of just the. Um, I don't think the size well the size does matter when it gets to the the size of the league does matter like 14 16 i guess a little bit but the settings to me is a little bit more important yeah no for sure and and right. i mean this is all you know assuming your standard super flex um 12 team 12 team 10 start, start 10 yeah and and then i i i made a separate uh, i didn't put the tight ends in these tiers i put like i basically ranked them so i'll go yeah. through those second but yeah, first, for oh, yeah for, you know i think obviously Bijan tier one he yeah. is a true fantasy stud in this draft i mean i know that there's some people saying that you know a rich should be 101 but you know because of ceiling like we talked about but i think i still think Bijan is just you know as close to can't miss as possible and you can't pass up taking him no. um he's the one and only tier one player that i have in tier two i have uh, a rich uh stroud and young um at quarterback but i also have jsn and gibbs i didn't uh delineate you could probably put jsn and gibbs in their own separate tier but yeah, really depending on your situation if you have two quarterbacks like i don't i don't see a problem taking jsn or gibbs as long as they get good draft capital yeah, and, but i might you know if we're let's say you're sitting at 10 104 105 you have the two quarterbacks you have two quarterbacks already and like rich and like one of yeah 104 and, and jsn's there gibbs is there and one of the quarterbacks is there i might trade that pick to for an nfl wide receiver yeah you know, kind of like kyle center was saying like can i get um can i get Devontae smith there can i get somebody like that at that spot because i don't i think jsn's going to be like a slot kind of guy deal so we'll, we'll see but I, I, I like those tiers. That's where I would kind of see it too. I could see putting Gibbs, uh, uh, Gibbs and JSN in their own tier, but I can also see involving them in that same tier like you did. 
Yeah, and then uh, tier three, this is where I'm uh, future casting a bit with draft capital. Um, so I put, uh, you know, Charbonnet, if he gets, you know, decent second round capital, QJ, um, Quentin Johnson, Addison, um, and Levis uh, in tier three. So that that could, that makes up my tier three. And that's, you know, assuming Quentin Johnson, Addison get first round capital, Levis doesn't fall, you know, extremely far out of the first round. I mean, I, I'm okay with him falling, you know, some and still taking him at the end of that tier um, if, because he's a quarterback. Right. If Levis goes top 10, let's say we get four, four quarterbacks in the top 10. Does that change you? Does he jump from tier three to tier two? I would say the end of tier two, yes. But I, I don't, I don't know that he will go. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's I can't, gonna be interesting. It's I can't predict that. And that. But no, yeah, no. But it, that's those are the little things, right? Those are the little nuances that we would have to make. We have to keep an eye on. But yeah. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree with you there. Levis is, I agree, is going to be either in that tier three. And if he does get top 10 capital somehow, I could see him going in the back end of that top, that tier four, tier two, I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, um, so then tier four, I have uh, Josh Downs, Zay Flowers, Marvin Mims, and whoever the RB4 is. I, you know, there's so many. There's going to be so many different. Yeah. Be there. Um, I agree with that. You know, so like, and then that, that kind of is all the skilled players. And I mean, if you count that, uh, you know, I, I have one in tier one, uh, five in tier two and uh, four in tier three. So that's 10. And then you've got another four in tier four. So, I mean, that gets you into the early second, you know, second round. And I, I mean, I think all those picks, you're getting a good, like, like Scott Connor has said, you will get a player with good profile, even at the end of the first in super flex drafts. Now the caveat is if you have a tight end premium that's like 2.0 or point or per first round or two tight ends, I mean, then I'm putting Kincaid and Mayer. You're putting them um, all. I, I was I, there for that draft. You were putting yeah. them all like at 101 and just past. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I would say that they're in tier three for sure. So they jump ahead of sure. all, all those tier four guys. Um, and and I, I wouldn't put it against you for dropping you know drafting them after like the gibbs levis you know if levis depending on the premium depending yeah two tight end two ppr definitely not going against going after that tier two guys no no problems going ahead of the tier three one guys or putting them at the beginning of the tier one some of those tight ends of course you know, like Kincaid, Mayer and Washington probably yeah yeah and then uh and then Musgrave, musgrave Tucker Craft, Sam Laporta. I mean, that's going to depend on draft capital and landing spot, yep, but for sure, and, you know, wherever your premium is. But I, if there's a significant premium, I think all six of those tight ends should be off the board through two rounds. I mean, and at the worst, early third. Um, so I don't, we'll see. I mean, it's yeah, no, yeah. I, I like it. I, I, I'm going to probably steal some of that. Um, when if I can get some time and then before the NFL draft starts, I'll start putting some tiers together for myself. Then that way, when the draft capital comes in, it's just yeah. That, that's exactly my my caveat is this is all pre-draft, so yep. I mean, draft capital can change a decent amount. Landing spots not as much for me, um, but definitely draft capital will will that'll tell you how the NFL feels about these players. So for sure, for sure. All right, you've got startup values here. Are you still doing startups? 
I am. Um, God, I'm gonna get I, I know, I know. Well, I, 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 I finally depleted my uh, league safe oh, <laughs> money. See, I, mine's well, literally down to one penny. <laughs> yeah. One penny. So, so I that that was really the end point for me when I knew I was gonna stop. I was like, well, I've got this is like free money sitting there. You know, I paid for all of my leagues for next year and some in, into twenty four, and I still had money. So that's that's kind of what made me go crazy. Yeah. But I, uh, I feel bad. That's what happened to me last year. Yeah, but th- this uh, this was a startup I, I I began last Saturday, um, and uh, you know again two elite quarterback strategy. I drew the one hundred and three, um, okay. and then I went and I ch- I offered uh, my two three and five. Mm-hmm. Initially, I offered it for the seven and eight. This person seven and eight. He countered uh, for his. Now it was one um, one hundred and seven. Okay. Um, and then no, sorry, his was 105. Uh-huh. So so I I he countered for his uh you know I think what did I end up doing? His eight and yeah, his his eight and nine. Oh, yeah. Um so what did the trade ended up being like just the, I wanted to put names to these because like if you think about it, you're never gonna get an elite quarterback cheaper than this for that no. move. And like I I think this is a I, I mean, I've used it pretty much every startup except one or two this uh you know since january it's the two three five for another first in the top seven i want yep. one of those top seven guys yep. and then and then you you do your their first and then either an eight or nine and i even went as far as doing a 10 and 11 if uh-huh. i got a top two pick right yep. if i could get a top two pick then i would i would kick those what i got back in you know to later rounds so this one ended up i traded Kelsey, Tyreek, and Pollard for mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, Darren Waller, and Rashad Bateman. That's what the trade ended up being. So um, it is uh 1.75 tight end premium. Um, but yeah, I mean, like people are gonna say Kelsey and Tyreek, I don't want those guys. Those guys are getting old. I'm not giving you my you know stud quarterback for for those guys and I mean, but that's, you know, like when you yeah. actually look at what the players were, that's what it ended up being. And, you know, I ended up with uh, a Hertz Herbert start there. So that's pretty nice. It's pretty sexy. Yep. And, uh, and I mean, like after you're thinking, oh, what quarterback did he pass up at that? Cause I, I, I drew the 103. So that was the 210 pick. Um, and at 210, the next quarterback taken after him was Kirk Cousins. Like we had, you know, basically 12 or 13 quarterbacks go before the 210. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they, if you can get two of those top guys, it just, so, gets you such it, an just advantage. So, and reduces the stress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You just look at your team and you look uh, like you're you're so much happier. Um, and then I wanted to to go over just these were an example of like I, I was looking at a Deco's ADP um, and then like some in this draft, which is like you have more information on this draft. So you would think that, you know, that it could be you, you would get values over the average ADP. Right? right. So like there's obvious, you know, these startups have been going on since January. But uh you know, I, I, uh, we, we mentioned, uh, I don't know if it's in, I think it's a trade that we did this week. Um, but Jordan love, I, you know, Shane's all about Jordan love. But yeah. if you look at his, uh, his average ADP is the end of the eighth round and for first round drafted quarterback that is, you know, likely going to get two or three years of starting runway. I mean, 
that's a pretty good value in my opinion. Um, I mean, so I saw that trade that was in the DNC and and DTHQ um, league that I run. And I think he paid a lot for him personally, because I'm betting on that, that the, that the Packers somehow aren't going to have three freaking straight years of great quarterback, three straight generational quarterbacks kind of deal or good quarterbacks. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just saying in startups, he could be a value as like, yeah, I mean, no, that's fine. I, I mean, I had one share and I sold it. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. I'm out for now. I figure I can buy back in later if I want to. So, well, after I, I, after I sold that Jordan Love in that uh, DNC DTHQ league for 109, I drafted Jordan Love in this startup at the 1003. Because I like, wonder if the other owner of Jordan Love in that league. Went to go try to sell him for something somewhere. <laughs> I would have to imagine. <laughs> I would. I would. That's the first thing I would do in a two-copy two league like that. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if Shane offered them to both or if he just offered it to me knowing it yeah. was me. Um, you know, I, I don't know. But I, I was happy to get that because we really didn't need Jordan Love in that league. And so. Um, for sure. But, uh, you know, I, I'll just run through these quick. Just the players I think that are a value. I think Pitts going in the third round is a value in tight end premium leagues. I think Barkley going in the mid to late third round is a value, um, especially when you can compare him to CMC going in the early to mid second. Um, uh, Andrews is going at the end of the third on average. And then Waller is going at the end of the, um, the 10th. Uh, you know, and I, you know, I think Waller's, quote unquote injuries may have been more problems with the organization problems with uh, uh, the coaching and uh, his usage than anything. So hopefully he has a bounce back year. Um, but then the other thing I was thinking, like people were throwing around these 24 firsts and startups like, like crazy. Now I haven't been able to do a lot of the trade back deals, but I think that there's been a lot of uh, a willingness to move them. Um, and for the 24 class being as good as, we anticipate, you know, that's a good time to, to accumulate. Um, even post draft, if you can, if you're in a league that's you pay two years up front, people are more than willing to, like, they've already paid for it, so maybe they'll move it just to try and get that extra edge. So sell your running backs, get that those twenty four firsts. So, but that's what I had on startup values. I was still on mute there. Ha! <laughs> that makes sense. I, um, yeah, I, I haven't done any startups in a while. It's been a, a few, a few bit, a bit. So um, we'll see. I don't think I'm going to do any more this year. My, my, my. I think my portfolio is full, 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 full. Ah, now we get to the trade talk. So. I did. I uh, had quite a few trades this week. Um, you did too, but I um, I did a few trades in the Forever Faithful League. It's a uh, 49er uh, fan only league. It's a fun league. Uh, we've been going for like it's like my third or fourth league ever that I joined. Uh, so it's been going for a while. It's a lot of fun. We talk a lot of smack. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a good time. Um, so I, when Watson's issues pro. I, I traded for Watson and got him. I felt like I don't remember what it was. It doesn't really matter. It's real, real, irrelevant right now. But I had uh, Watson, Lamar, and Hertz as my quarterbacks. It's a PPC league as well. 
Um, so I'm like, I don't need all three of these quarterbacks. I can't start all three of these quarterbacks. So let's go find a way to move things around. So I traded Watson to Alex, who we like to roast around here quite often. Um, and, um, I traded him Watson for the one one So now I can draft Bijan. Yeah. Two running back. I also have like David Montgomery and I had JT and I had, I don't know. I guess, so I'm like, well, I don't really need JT and Bijan. I don't want to have both those guys. So I went and traded Bijan and Chiggy Owozu and the 312 for Rashad Penny, Drake London, and the 208. Yep. No, I like getting uh, London. Um, he's kind of dropped a little bit from being, you know, our, our, pretty much everyone's wide receiver one and getting the best draft capital last year. So good buying opportunity, especially you got to assume that they're going to get some type of quarterback upgrade in the next year or two. So right, right. I like that. I like both those deals. And I mean, the Watson to get Bijan, I mean, you did the reverse last week. I think that yep. you, you've had the formula. In, so in a, that, in a league that Alex was in as well. So, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so I, I, I sent that one. I sent, no, I, I think it, for that one, I only sent it to him. I directly sent it to him. Yeah, I do. But yeah. I sent Watson for a couple other offers, and that was the one that he bit, he bit first. So, And then also in that league, um, I had uh, Terry McLaurin on my auto except for a late for like the 108 through the 112. It's probably a little bit low, but it, like I kind of tend to say in my um, auto except, um, you have to be under the market, like just yeah. a little bit under the market for them to take those. And for people to get get those and be, be players that they're interested, I, I I felt like with getting London in that league, I can then maybe take that he can take T, um, McLaurin's spot. Plus, I can go get now. I have the two hundred eight and the one twelve. Now maybe I can put them together and go up and maybe yeah. get like I don't know somebody go get a another NFL wide receiver. Even. Yeah, yeah. So no, I think uh, that that just gives you more ammo. Yep. So. Right. And then this one is um, a league that I had the I had this is the league that I had the 101 and I traded it for Watson. So in that league I now have Watson and Tua. So this year I so I went and traded Stafford. This is definitely a buy a sell low. I just I just want him off my roster because if he has another bad year, he's like he's done. I don't necessarily think he's gonna be great, but um so I trade him for Rashad Penny and the 207. Definitely, I know that the, this, t- like, on paper, this favors the Stafford side. Yeah. No, it, it seems like you're buying Penny. That's the second deal you've gotten Penny. Well, I'm just buying – I mean, I bought him cheap, right? Yeah, yeah. Like a throw-in kind of deal, cheap kind of deal. If he, it's a, This is a point-per-carry league as well. Yeah. So if Penny – Penny's That's- more talented than Miles Sanders. If Penny can stay healthy – Yeah. Huge upside uh, in a point in a point line, per carry. Yeah, with that offensive line, that's right? uh, that I agree. In point per carry, he's uh, definitely a get, and uh, yeah. so I like going after him there. Then another auto accept was Kadarius Tony. I gave to Kadarius Tony. And you got the two eleven. Okay. Now deep in the sea is that auction or is that the an actual pick? That's an actual pick. Okay. Yeah, yeah and, and then we both did some sleeper. We both did some sleeper trade. So I'll let you yeah. go over your two first. So um, I don't like this player. I have had one share, so now I have I've doubled my shares. I've been trying to get rid of it. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I think uh, is Kyler Murray. I don't think he's set up for long term. I think there's his value is gonna. I I just want it out. 
and somehow but this opportunity the guy the guy on sleeper says i i want to trade um i want to trade kyler for any for 23 first and i had i think i have four in there so i offered him the 112 and the 212 yep he said no and he came back kyler for the 103 and i said no yeah I said, well, come back if you're interested later. And he came back and he offered me the 108, offered me Kyler for the 108 and the 212. So I took it. I mean, because Kyler, yeah. he, if he does come back half the season, I can sell him for more than that easily. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm set at quarterback there. I'm good, but I'll take, I'll take that, the value. That, this is the cheapest he's ever been oh, in, yeah, in, in Dynasty. And I, mean, I can't I mean, believe I did this. Like Justin Rogers was, I was like, I can't believe I bought, like, I double, literally doubled my shares of Kyler. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then the last one was I had tried to get the 101 in this league a while back, didn't work. So, but I had a, I had like four or five late point uh, in there because all I really need in there is a running back. And so I gave up the 102 and the 105, and yeah. I got the 101. It's probably a little bit high because that could be two quarterbacks right there. But but this is a sleeper draft. I'm sure you did last year. You got two elite quarterbacks and you traded back and got these yeah. 23 first. Exactly. So adding Bijan to those two studs. And I got really good wide receivers, I believe. Yeah. Like young, good, good. Like I think London Olave might be in there. Garrett Wilson, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I'm really happy with that one too. I like, I like that deal, even though, you know, on paper it fits your team and uh, yep. I, you know, so that's, that's good. And then I had a, I had a competitive team I drafted. Um, it was, it was actually the one that I didn't do the elite quarterback strategy in. Um, but I, cause I drew the one Oh seven. Um, and I just, I basically didn't make a single trade till like real late I, in the 17th round I traded up. But other than that, I didn't do any trades in that startup. I just wanted to kind of see how the board fell. Um, but I got um, T law at the one Oh seven. So, and then I traded him um, the T law T law and the one Oh two, which is what my second round pick was um, for Pat Mahomes. That I mean, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, and that that I ended up having um, Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers too at quarterback, plus I think a couple young guys. So I'm like, I I have players to compete. Um, my running backs were good. I think I have I think I have Henry because I got him late in the eighth round or something. Uh, so I, I really wanted to go for it this year, and I felt like Mahomes. I mean. You know, T Law is an elite quarterback too. I really and so somebody yeah, but, but he's not Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. And I, I figured the the point floor that I'm getting with Mahomes and then obviously the really high ceiling, I wanted to to go for it. So I did that. The only way I wouldn't like this is if somehow Bijan was there at 102. Yeah. I mean that that's true. And I did the deal with Matt Noggle, the commish. And so if he, if he lucks out, I'm happy for him. <laughs> and if, if, you know, if it ends up being a quarterback, I think, which is what he wanted. Um, you know, I think he was trying to cash out uh, Mahomes for a couple shots at quarterback and I think it works out. So either way. Yeah. And then uh, this was the um, DTHQ DNC trade uh, that was offered to us by Shane Manila, friend of the show. Uh, we gave uh, Jordan uh, love. Got- of the show. Yeah, I got the 117, which is because there's two copies is equivalent to the 109. So, um, you know, Shane got who we wanted. We got another first. And uh, so we like that. And then uh, so DDL4, yesterday I went on a trading uh, 
Rampage. Spree, spree of sorts. Um, board yesterday or something? No, nah, no. I, I, so Shane's been offering for this 103 pick that I have had there for a week or so. And, you know, I just didn't have time to, like, sit down and, like, look at anything in that league. Um, I had traded my 24 first uh, in a deal with Scott Connor last year. Um, and, uh, you know, so I was like, all right, well, 103 doesn't really, you know, land me a for certain quarterback that's going to be successful this year. Um, I'd rather get my 24 first back and try and uh, ensure that it's either uh, Caleb Williams or Drake may. And so I traded uh, the one Oh three and I got my 24 first back, my 24 second back um, a 24 third and then a 23, three eleven. So in a start 13, 14 team league, I got four shots um, for for that 103. Uh, I and my team needs it. <laughs> I lack I lack a lot in that league. No, I, I think that was a good trade for your part. Um, yeah, I, I think it was. Um, no, on all those those post trades in general, I'm not a Ridley believer, but in that league, he's going to be a starter. Yeah, right? yeah, um, and then the next, you know, I gave Debo and Ridley, as you alluded to. And, uh, and I yeah. traded those to Shane, and I got uh, 23, 109, um, 111, and then 301. So, again, a three for two. You know, I need to build assets. I need to build players uh, and take some shots. And hopefully that 109, 111, like I said, with my tiers, can end up hitting. And then um, – It's um, two PPR, too, and 14 yep. teams. So you'll have those tight ends kind of move up into those spots. So Yep. Um, especially, And this is going to be, uh, you know – you can now push that 24 to 24 first towards getting the quarterback next year. Right. Yep. Um, um, because this is a sharp, sharp, sharp league. Um, I believe when we did this league, I had everybody kind of say how many leagues they were in. And we came out to between the 14 of us, it was over 400 leagues. There's yeah. a lot of crossover, but there's over 400 leagues represented in this league, which is wild. This league is rough and tough. And it's like, you better have your big boy pants on and make yeah. it be, you got to have conviction in this league. If you don't have any conviction, you're going to get eaten alive, and we all are. Um, yeah. And it's a hard league to trade in, too. It's so. Very hard. You can, you're not. There's no fish. There's no. Yeah. Fish. Yep. So it's. Uh, I. I. You know, Scott and I went back and forth a few times. He. Uh, you know, he ultimately. We had a deal that. You know, I thought we were going to pull off earlier in the day yesterday, but he was also simultaneously trying to move that 103, but he he couldn't. Um, talks fell through, and then uh, later in the day, he sent sent uh this one over and i accepted because i thought it was it was good for both of us so all right you have the coast to coast roast this week so i'm gonna roast a little this is myself and others like this because i do this too I, and this is like a majority of uh, like i know a lot of our listeners and a lot uh, um are in both the dthq and the dnc dynasty and chill um and i'm and that's where we met that's where this all started and everything like that Great chats, both chats, awesome. I love it. Um, but I do this myself, so I'm roasting myself and others that do this. The double posting. We don't need to post the same thing in both chats 30 seconds apart. Because not only are a lot of our listeners in both, a lot of the people in are in both. There's a huge amount of carryover because you will see it. You will see it. So we don't need to post in both. We just don't need to do it. Yeah. Taking up, there's not there's not a lot of difference in, in the two. Pick one and go that way. 
and then maybe somebody else will post the news in the other one but or or your question or whatever it is pick one because you're not going to get you know you're not going to get very much different answers in them right you're going to get very similar so just pick one and go I, I need to do that myself so this is a roast of ruben himself and others so don't yeah. think you're not getting roasted if you do this you're also getting roasted but i'm also roasting myself because i i was guilty of doing it the other day and then i was like ah like, like, <laughs> that's what that's what triggered the memory i think yeah it, it, what it was it, it was i do it myself and then i got ir irritated because i get i did it and then i was irritated because i get i slightly get irritated when people do it because i'm like i don't want that notification again get, kind of deal but yeah. that's my roast well and i would say there's probably even more crossover mm -hmm. now since deep dynasty trades in five is right. off right and it's both shane and Scott Connor doing that with Clay, and yeah. uh, you know, so there's a lot of uh, commingling. So, yes, but uh, I agree, and uh, yeah, so I think that that pretty much wraps us up for this. Yes, week. I think quick, we, uh, efficient, yeah, that shit to go do. So, for the Coast to Coast Dynasty podcast, I am Ruben Almada at Superflex, and I am Justin Mercer at C2C Dynasty Merce. Follow the pod at C2C Dynasty Pod. And rate and review us wherever you listen to pods, please. And see you next time. Peace. Let's go.